Welcome to a new episode of Alika Hope and Change. I'm Alika Hope. And I'm Change, her brother, Emil. And today we are talking about tools for life remodeling. You know, when you talk about tools, I'm Mm -hmm. hearing uh, saws and hammers. Is Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, I'm talking about tools to remodel your life. Now, I mean, you may not take a literal hammer to yourself, but we're going to talk about them. So if I want to remodel my life, like for, are, are we going to discuss that? Because I, I don't know if I want to remodel my life. Well, you might not want to, E, but I think other people may want to. And maybe as we talk, you might say, hmm, maybe I could use that wrench in my life. Oh, I like this. Let's do this. <laughs> this episode sounds really good. I am so interested in remodeling my life. My sister comes up with the best topic, seriously. <laughs> well, you know what happened is that lots of people have been stuck at home for months now. And places like Home Depot are experiencing empty shelves. I mean, I go to the local Home Depot. It's one of the only places I've been in the past several months. And I'll go there at like 7 in the morning when it first opens. And there'll be shelves that are empty. And it got me thinking, like, I must not be the only person trying to fix up her y- yard and fix up her home in the middle of all this. You know, if... If you go by Lowe's, I think there's the same basic problem. The two biggest chains are Mm -hmm. just running out of supplies as people have time to fix all the little things in their homes that sort of were neglected. They weren't even bad things. You know, their walls weren't falling down. Their ceilings weren't caving Mm -hmm. in. But there are all these little nitinoid projects. You know, um, uh, many of the married gentlemen in our audience will appreciate the old honey-do list. And I have a feeling that the honey-do list got very small during this crisis. I'd like to say that I had my own honey-do list, and I did it myself. And it went from a honey-do list to a cantaloupe list. I don't know where I'm going with this thought process. But let's refocus (laughs) back to Home Depot. um, (laughs) you got to put your hand on your hip. You know, it went from a honey-do list, put your hand on your hip, and you say, it's a honey-done list now. Oh, see, now that, see, that's why we're better as a team than I am alone, because I must be hungry thinking about cantaloupe or something, which, you know, after you do a lot of home repair work and mm-hmm. outdoor yard work, you do get hungry. You really so do. It's, you know, I mean, but I like that. I'm gonna, Hold on. Hold on, America. Here we go. It was a honey-do list, but mm, now it's a honey-done list. See, How now that? that was the appropriate emphasis and okay. attitude. Now, people know you did something <laughs> with that list. And not just bought it up and threw it away. (laughs) I'm not the only one because I did some research and Home Depot, their stock is going up. So I looked into Forbes and after a 65% rise since, uh, excuse me, after a 65% rise since the March lows of this year, because, you know, the stock market kind of went really down Mm -hmm. um, in March. Home Depot stock is above 250 a share right now. The home improvement retailer has seen its stock outperform throughout the coronavirus crisis, rising by almost 14% year to date, compared with only 3% decline in the S&P. So that's proof right there that people are going shopping and fixing up their homes and yards. You know, its competitor Lowe's had a very similar uh, a rise. It went from uh, 70 around the March-April time frame to over mm-hmm. 140 
uh, per share. And that rise in both of these companies comes from this mm-hmm this time that people are willing to invest in their homes and make these updates, mm-hmm. you know, there's something really interesting about this time frame that I'm, I'm, I'm just so fascinated by. People decided that they could, that in the midst of a very difficult time, they could, mm-hmm. they could actually focus on the little things. Imagine and, that. You know, sp- you just reminded me of something, speaking of the little things, because now that a lot of stores are opening up across the country and continue to, we also need to make sure that we visit the home improvement stores that are known as like the mom and pop stores. And I don't have, obviously, stock information from those stores. But for people listening, remember to um, go and frequent your local home improvement retailers as well. They're a very important part of the community. And speaking of community, all this home improvement and yard improvement got me thinking about my personal community and my life and the people in my life. Mm. And that, Emil, is what inspired me to call this episode Tools for Life Remodeling. So if, if our list was a bunch of little things around the house that needed to be painted, fixed, repaired, <laughs> you know, dusted up, is it possible <laughs> that a few of us, maybe many of us, had some life things that we had been putting off that we didn't say we had, quote unquote, time for? And maybe that list, mm. that personal honeydew list, and I'm the honey as well as the doer, maybe <laughs> it's time for me to focus on the things that I've been putting off that although mm-hmm. my walls aren't caving in, my ceiling isn't collapsing, maybe my mm. personal life could, could stand a bit of that attention. A little bit of that remodeling. And I actually in writing up this episode, I went and I Googled a bazillion tools. Um, The local tool man would be proud of me because I must have looked through about 30 different tools. And I narrowed it down to five tools that I thought we should have in our life toolbox. And I want to go over what those tools are. Now, mind you, I picked five tools that are real tools, but they have symbolic meaning in life remodeling. Does that make sense to you, E? It does. See, um, you know, I'm an, I'm an old Air Force aircraft maintainer, and I lived mm-hmm. and died by tools. And we would, you know, we would revere the top-of-the-line tools like Mac or Snap-on or some of the other name brands that are out there because those tools had resonance. They would, not only were they, you know, nice and shiny when you looked at them, but they were durable. (laughs) They lasted. We could go back to them over and over again because they were so reliable. So Mm. as you go through this list, I'm thinking like a maintainer. I'm thinking like someone who oversaw the repair of aircraft. And I'm saying to myself, what tools would I want to go to to spend that time that I have to do some remodeling Mm -hmm. on the areas of my life that I know need attention? I just want to ask you, because I can't always remember, how many different places, like tell me a couple of the countries that you went to when you were repairing aircraft. So our our Air Force jets were flying into these places and you were in charge of the people who fix these aircraft, correct? Well, I will give you one mundane and one exotic, Mm -hmm. right? All right. So um, the mundane, I lived in a place called Pope Air Force Base, which is now known as Pope Army Airfield, right outside of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Pope is also, and and I'm mentioning it because my children, both of my children were born there. And so Pope has a lot of memories. It was my first active duty station uh, where I was doing my real job after I left the Air Force Academy. I was trained as an aircraft maintenance officer. I had my first my first team there, my first flight there. I was really 
excited to be in the Air Force and do the things I was doing. So Pope Air Force Base has a special place for me um, in North okay. Carolina. Now, exotic, I also got a chance to live in Portugal, but not mm. on the mainland of Portugal. I lived in a little tiny island called Tercera in the Azores, or in Portuguese, the Azores Islands, which are about 800 miles so a little bit south and a lot west of the mainland of Portugal. And on that little tiny island, Tercera means third in Portuguese, the third largest island in the chain, was a little tiny airbase called Lages Field, L-A-J-E-S. And Lages was a place where we took care of aircraft as, as, uh, as large as a C-5 and as small and uh, fast as an A-10 or a F-16. And that place was an amazing stop along the way for people who were uh, in, on long flights across the Atlantic. So I had a chance to uh, be a part of Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom. I had a chance to um, uh, rescue emer uh, aircraft that were in emergency situations. I did a lot of things. So I had this opportunity to be at some place very, you know, very middle of, uh, of the nation, America, like... Uh, Pope Air Force Base, and I had a chance to be someplace tiny, small, and exotic like Lodges Field. Well, that was my brother and all of his impressive experience with tools. And before we list the tools that are belong in our life or modeling toolbox, I'd like to share with America my experience with tools. I have had my children break many things over the years, <laughs> and I have used tools to fix them. Thank you. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're back, and we are talking about tools for life remodeling. You ready, E? I'm ready. You know, this is going to be fun because um, I want to see how my sister sees tools. She fixed all the broken stuff in her home because <laughs> she's got two very rambunctious kids. My niece and nephew can break a rock, and I know she probably put it back together. So this, I want to hear how you're putting life back together using the tools of a life remodeling process. This is going to be great. What a setup. Okay, so these are the five tools that I think we should put in our toolbox. A hammer, a saw. Oh, yeah. oh okay. A wrench, a tape measure, Ooh. and a level. Oh, do you, you, sis, you're going to have to break these down. I okay. need to know how you see this. Mm -hmm. like, like, let me go from again because I want to make sure okay. I understand. I, I, let's see yep. if I heard you right. Yep. I got hammer. Uh-huh. Saw. Yep. Um, wrench. Mm-hmm. Uh, tape measure. Yep. And level. Yes. You got it. And I'm going to okay. tell you what they're for, and then we'll go through each one. So the hammer represents power in your life. The saw is for change in your life, like cutting things out, making change in your life. The wrench is there so you don't get stuck. The tape measure is for, your, is for you to see how far you've come, and maybe, depending on how long your tape measure is, how far you have to go. And the level represents life balance. 
okay, so we have five tools mm-hmm. to help us begin the process of remodeling our life. We can begin right. to see opportunities on our honey-do list where yes. I'm the honey and the doer. <laughs> and I'm going to take out my hammer and mm-hmm. I'm going to say when I need power mm-hmm. in my process, I'm going to pull out my metaphysical hammer. That's and right. You're saying when I need to change something, I'm going to pull out my, my, my symbolic saw and begin yes. to cut things out. Symbolic saw. Right. And then for, my, for, for the things where I'm feeling like I'm a bit stuck, I'm going to pull out my, my, my wrench, my imaginary wrench, mm-hmm. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break the seal on that bolt that's keeping me stuck in place. Well, you might break the seal because you're strong, but me, I just try to turn, turn the bolt. But yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then for for me to see where how far I've come, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull out my my metaphorical measure, my metaphorical tape measure yes. to see either how far I've come or how far I have to go. That's right. And last, mm-hmm. you're saying that I can balance my life using my 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 level the yeah. the thing in my in my toolkit that allows me to place things just in the appropriate angle or balance to make sure that they're not off to one side or off to yes another. yes oh, oh so yeah. you got it yeah. you got it yeah okay so having discussed the tools and what they mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. i need you to tell me how to use them okay so if you had a hammer if i had a hammer remember that song i'd hammer in the morning anyway oh, that was the oregon in me way back. yes yeah uh-huh um in our life, we have to feel like we have power over our life, right? Um, mm. Power and even like agency over ourselves. And if we are doing life remodeling, the hammer represents the changes that we're making that are in order to, for us to build our power. And power doesn't necessarily mean, you know, oh, I want to take over everything in the world and, and, and control everybody. Power just means that you have, again, agency over yourself and the choices you make. And the, I like the, the symbolism of the hammer for power because when I think about the hammer, it pounds in the nails. You have to have a certain amount of force. You have to have a certain amount of energy exerted upon something to create that power. And that's the thing for yourself. When you're doing life remodeling, you have to know internally that you do have a certain amount of power. I just want to rule the world. And I'm sorry. That, that, uh, that's where I go when I hear power. But I, I get what you're yes. saying, sis. And yes. it's not about, it's not even about, you know, hitting things as much as mm-hmm. it is about being willing to exert the appropriate force to overcome something or to change something. Or sometimes, and, and you know, we used to, I used to say this when I was in the Air Force, and I think it applies here. Sometimes you just have to army it, right? Mm. The Air Force way is finesse. You know, we fly airplanes. We like to go over things, go fast, um, and do things with the, a certain level of finesse. Because when you're in the air, you you have the ability to be maneuverable and fast yes. and flexible. Yeah. But in the army, they're in the dirt. They're in the mud. They're mm-hmm. they're on the ground. And sometimes that's the best way to solve a problem is just to get dirty with it. To just just go straight at it. Um, in 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 football terms, I say up the gut. But really, mm-hmm. that's kind of the point here is that the hammer represents that, that just sometimes you just have to put your head down and get after it. 
And that's right. That's where power comes in. And you just have to have that moment where it's just like, there's no way, there's no finesse. It's not mm-hmm. going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to, I'm just going to have to go at it with all my force and get it done. That's right. A pound through it, pound through it. Um, when you were talking about getting dirty, it reminds me of like toddlers. When toddlers are playing and preschoolers are playing, they don't have the finesse. They just pound through stuff. They don't care. They go in the dirt. They make a difference. That's the kind of power I'm talking about is not letting fear overwhelm your power, pounding into things, being the hammer for your own life for modeling. So in this case, the fear can be the nail and mm-hmm. our will can be the hammer. And sometimes what we need to do is just pound the fear into submission. We just need to confront it and deal with it head on. I love that. Let's move on to the saw. So the saw, in my mind, I'll tell you where it's coming from with this, um, and it's a little bit more personal for me, is that I was thinking about there's things in my life that I had to cut out in order to remodel my life. So that's something that I've been working on for years is what are the things that I need to like take a saw and, you know, metaphorically cut out of my life because they're not serving a purpose for me. And I can't go anywhere. I can't transform or build into what I want to be as a human if I don't cut these things out. I get that. And, you know, I, I was I was going to, you know, there's a movie, the movie franchise with the same name, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. toward the, the tool because there's something about a saw that we often overlook. When you saw wood, you make sawdust. And that mm. dust is, is incredibly important. If you don't clean up the dust from sawing, mm-hmm. it can cause a fire. It's a fire hazard. So in many shops around the, especially if you're uh, in a school shop, they have a vacuum system that vacuums up that saw. But you have okay. to sweep up that sawdust uh, after you've been sawing. Because if you don't, you can slip. You can uh, cause a, a, a combustion hazard. So mm-hmm. part of what you're saying is the saw itself is used to cut out the things that don't matter. And what I'm saying is we have to mine the dust that comes from it and make sure mm. that the complete job is done. Cut out what, what doesn't belong and clean up the mess afterward. So there's so that- nothing left to hurt you when you're done. So on top of your toolbox, you probably should always have, have a shop vac at the ready is what you're saying. At the very least, a broom. And uh, a dustpan. We can go old school. We can hope and change is all about getting it done with whatever tools available. We don't need electricity to change our lives. We're also the Amish version of a leak of hope and change. So as long as you have a broom and a dustpan, you're good to go. Um, I'm telling you. So the next tool is a wrench. And this one shouldn't take long to figure out. But basically, it's a wrench so you don't get stuck. So when you're moving forward and you're cutting out things, just check yourself and make sure, are you holding a metaphorical wrench? Are you making sure that you don't get stuck? We like to say, um, when, uh, I'll go back to my Air Force days, that sometimes yeah. you get fixated on a target or you get fixated on a problem. And it's trivial. And so the wrench sometimes helps you helps you. Um, think bigger than the problem, right? So the wrench mm-hmm. says, you know, which one of these bolts do I need to unlock in order to get past the problem I see? So sometimes you might have to look at your wrench as a tool. Sometimes you have to bang on it to tap that nut a little bit to, to get it to loosen before you start cranking on it. But at the end of the day, what it really reminds us is that we don't have to be stuck. We have a tool that can help us get past that thing that we're fixated on, that if we just put a little energy into it, we might be able to turn it enough to get it loose and then go forward. Well, we're going to go forward with the last two tools. Be right back. 
more tools for life remodeling. You ready, Emil? Uh, you know what? I, I, we've, I've figured out your formula. Okay. You're seeing the world with the lens of someone who cares deeply about how they approach the, the project. Uh, in my book, uh, Start With a Sparkle, one of the things that I said was my life is a project. And, and I, I use that as both, both a verb and a noun. And, and I see you looking at the world with a similar lens, that, that we, we can remodel our life with these tools if we approach our life remodeling as, as a project, and then, then we can bring, bring the appropriate tools to the project. So I'm really loving this. So I'm, so I'm going to let you finish this up because I, I see where you're going now. You see where I'm going. And Start With a Sparkle is the name of his book, in case you missed the plug for that, because I sure will plug it again since I'm his little sister. Uh, it's a great book. I remember when he wrote it, I got to read the drafts and I highly suggest it. Let's go on to some more tools, though. There's the. Oh, by the way, e, you can pay me my 50 bucks after we're done with the episode. OK, um, you'll, you'll, you'll get, get your, your money, sis. sis. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> so the fourth one in our toolbox is the tape measure. The tape measure is really important because people often forget to look at how far they've come. And there's that spiritual, come this far by faith. Yeah. Remember that one? And that I, I love that one. Well, that inspired me to, to think about making sure we look at how far we've come. How far we've come. Uh, and the tape measure also, you can hold it out and look at how far we have to go. But we can never forget where we've come from. You know, you know I, I love that. that. Uh, there's, 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 there's part of, part of our, our challenge in modern, in modern America, America is um, we, we often, often take, take for granted, granted how far we've come. come. And, and, I, and I never want to minimize how far we have to go. go. There's, There's so many people who need so much help in our nation. Mm -hmm. But what, what helps us and, and uh, helps, helps me stay inspired is, is the effort, effort of the people who came before, before me. And, and the, the effort that I put into my own life, life brought, brought me so far that I can look back and go, with the effort that I put in, I got this far, or we got this far, how much more further along could we be if I keep that effort going. So it, so it inspires me to, 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 to keep pushing for all of the things that matter to us. You know, I don't, I don't want to see children hungry. I don't want to see people not educated. I don't want to see my, in my own life. I don't want to see me struggling when I have the ability to make a change. So I love looking back and saying, the energy it took me to get here, I'm going to take that energy and I'm going to and I'm, and I'm going to translate it to, to my future. future. And I'm going to keep, keep pushing. pushing. So, so the tape measure is a is beautiful, beautiful metaphor, metaphor to me to allow, to allow me to see how far I've come and, and still inspire myself to keep, keep pushing, pushing forward. forward. As you were talking, uh, a new thought came to me that you inspired is for us to remember also that if we look at the tape measure and look at how far we've come, sometimes it's okay to say, you know what, I've remodeled my life and I'm happy with where it is. And to just sit back and enjoy the moment. And that's really important too, because sometimes we get caught in the, what is it, like the hamster wheel, so they say, oh, of just oh, go, yes. go, 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 go. Yes. And you know, there's something to say about just sitting back and admiring for a moment how far that tape measure has gone and how far you have come. And it's okay to just chill out and find 
level in your life. That was my transition to the last tool. So the last tool. I love, I love the segue. I love the segue. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I just thought of it off the top of my head. Um, the level in your life. So you know when you're building stuff that you use a level to see how it's balanced. And at first I was going to say to measure work-life balance. And I'm trying to get away from that kind of phrasing and just say life balance because for everybody, it may not just be work and life balance. It might be home and, and maybe you're retired. So it's retired and life balance. But in general, you can use the level to see are things measuring up for what you want them to be? Because somebody else out there may want to work more than I work. And that's okay if that's their balance. I may want to be chilling by the beach in Miami more than someone else. And if that's my balance, then I got to check that. <clears throat> but the leveler is the metaphorical uh, symbol for making sure you have balance in life. I love that. And, and one of the one things, of the things that, that it's, it's, it's teaching me is, teaching that, me is you know, that, you said sometimes you know, you we, need said to, sometimes we need to relax to, on all of the change that we're trying to make and just sort of appreciate what we've done and how far we've come. That's not resting on your that's laurels. Not resting and a lot of people get this confused and they lose their balance because of it. When you look back and appreciate where you've come from and you chill out and relax, what you're saying is I can take time to see how much I've done without Losing without my focus losing on the things that I have yet the things do. that I have yet to do, and we we, we and especially we, in our modern in life, our modern we talked about life, the hamster wheel. About the hamster what I keep wheel. seeing people, what is I keep they keep saying, people, I can't, I can't stop and look stop back. and look back, and they gotta and they keep driving gotta forward, keep driving and they amass, forward, and they amass in, entire in, fortunes, and they amass incredible empires, and they are still hungry for more. And I keep looking at them, and I say, Are you ever going to learn how to be content with what you have? With what you have, you're hungry for you're more. Hungry you're, for you're more. Chasing, you're chasing, 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 but you're never chasing, appreciating, you're never appreciating, 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 appreciating. So maybe the life balance is the balance between the balance appreciation, appreciation, and pursuit, mm -hmm. and pursuit. Well, I like that, and and also you're the contractor, right? So sometimes when we remodel things, we hire contractors. You're the contractor, so you get to say, "Hey, contractor." I don't want to do any more remodeling right now. I'll give you a call when there's some more money in my budget. But you're saying that to yourself about your life. There it is. There, there, there is the there's the balance. There's the potential for the honoring of the contract. What's the contract? What's the contract? The contract is. I'm going to do some work. I'm going to do some work. I'm going to take some time off. Some time. I'm going to get things done. And I'm going to appreciate the work that I've done. The work that I've done. And when we find these sweet spots, right? Because there's going to be time. Because there's no. I don't use work-life balance either. In my day-to-day in my phraseology. I don't like the concept because work is life. Work and life is often work. And there's going to be times mm -hmm. when I'm going to have to work 10, 12, 15 hours a day to get something done that I need done. That, that day, I may not have any balance. I may be all work. But there's going to be times when on the other side, I'm going to spend the entire day at the beach. I'm going to spend the day in the mountains. I'm going to go hiking. And on that day, I'm going to make up for it. So over the lifetime, time. Balance, mm -hmm. balance. It's not every it's day not or every, every, every moment of every day. There's just going to be times when you have to push hard. There's going to be times when you have to chill hard. There's going to be times when you have to eat well, and there's going to be times when you're going to have to be hung, have to be hung to get things done. To get things done. Balance comes over a lifetime. It's not a point in time. Because a point in time we might be completely out of balance. Completely out of balance. But over time, we're going to find these ebbs and these flows, and they even out. And they even out. The problem is too many of us don't see. 
see don't a see lifetime a lifetime as a as a using your metaphor using your metaphor as a level as a level so we don't have so we don't have a way to figure out where that bubble should where go that bubble should, should go. be in the middle it should be in the bubbles middle. all off the one side or the other side because they've never taken time to look at their life look at their life as a whole as the whole level Speaking of level and balance, let's end our segment as we always do with some jokes. And I have some jokes about construction. And uh, E, I think I sent you some too. And uh, <clears throat> I like this one. Now let's see if you can follow this one. Because I don't know how well this is gonna, this is gonna work verbally, so I'm gonna say it. Let me see if you catch it. Marble is a valuable building material and should not be taken for granted. <laughs> Through heavens. Oh, through heavens. Did you follow I, that? I did. And, and I, I did. You know, it, and, the delay and, wasn't in the delay wasn't in comprehension. Comprehension. That, that, that's oh, not what the delay. That's not what the delay was. Dear heavens, that was not Dear the heavens, delay. Dear heavens, that was not the delay. So in order to keep show at some show level at some level of balance uh -huh. of balance. Mm -hmm. I got a joke for you. I got a joke for you. Okay. Uh, so I rang up a local, so I rang building, up a firm local building firm, and uh, mm -hmm. I, I asked them. I said, "Hey, I, I want to skip, skip outside my house." Skip outside my house. The guy in the phone's like, "Hey, the guy in the phone's like, hey, sure, but I'm sure, not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you." <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. See. You want to say a bad joke? You want to say a I bad got joke? That. I can I match you. I can match joke you. for oh. joke oh. for joke. Oh. Okay, wait, wait, wait. But have you heard my under construction joke? No. No. Yeah, that's because it's not done yet. I'm gonna go with Boo. I'm gonna go with Boo. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with Boo. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with Boo. There might be some. There might be several O's there on that. Several O's I'm on that. Nice to our audience. Nice to our audience. And not saying them. And not saying them. All right. Well, as, as you, you can see, our jokes, jokes are under construction. construction but that's, that's a good, good way to end tools for life for modeling. So I'm Alika. I'm Change. Emil, her brother. Emil, her brother. And we look forward to talking to you next time on Alika Hope and Change. Take care. Cheers. Cheers.